Alrighty, we're underway with our uh, three of the morning show here on a Friday. Neil Atkins joining us this morning. Hiya, Neil. David, good morning. Y'all ready for Grandma's Marathon? Did you get your final I'm, training I'm, runs I'm in? I'm so ready there. I've just been <laughs> running back. You know, I, I go three days a week to two harbors. That's well, 26 okay. miles. Yeah. So I just go up there and, and then work yeah. the day, and then I run back. I do, do two you? marathons wow. every day. It's amazing. Well, yep. you should do well then tomorrow. Run back on my four tires. The uh, weather actually looking pretty good for the runners tomorrow now. They pretty much got rid of the chance of rain. Only 20% for that possibility. Uh, highs will be in the upper 70s, but lake winds will keep it cooler by the lake. So runners should be happy. Yeah, be Probably per- be in the 40s and 50s in the morning. So Perfect um, yeah. perfect weather for mm-hmm. for, for a run. And, uh, we'll see who act- the big winners are this year. Actually, 40s is a little... Well, I used to run in... 20, 30 degree weather well, didn't make any difference, but I wasn't <laughs> running in shorts and a t shirt. Yeah. So, well, it's so, like this morning. It got cool. It was 39 at the airport. Uh, oh I think it dropped to like 35 in Superior this morning oh. before it started warming up. So. Boy, those poor plants out there. Though. Yeah, they're getting close. As long as it doesn't uh, get frosty, I guess it'd be okay. But This is true. Yeah. So I have a name for you. Okay. Roman Pacino. I don't know who that might be unless it's Al. Al Pacino's yeah. new baby. Yeah, we talked Actually, about Newers that. Actually, and Al's yeah. new baby. Yeah. His 29-year-old yeah. uh, lady. Al is 83. Bruce, mm-hmm. David, <laughs> it yeah. gives every every man the, the, the chance yeah. that they've always... Can you imagine, will Al ever go to the kid's graduation party? <laughs> I doubt it very I, much. I don't if know. He, well, I know. He could live to be 103. Well, yeah. You I mean, you know, Pacino, he's 83 and uh, I mean, pumping that, out uh, a kid. That girlfriend to keep him young, I would think. What is well, she, 28, you said? 29 years 29? old. 29, yeah. Her, uh, an old flame of hers, I believe, was one oh. of the members of the Rolling Stones. Really? Obviously, she follows these. She's ah. in the circle. But, you know. What we used to call a groupie. A groupie. <laughs> yeah. So, 83... And they did a paternity test just to make sure because really? it was a surprise. Okay. Surprise. Well, now, this surprise, is the second surprise. old guy who's had a baby lately. It was one couple of weeks Robert ago. Robert De Niro. Yeah, so oh, De Niro De and Pacino, both yeah. in their 80s, both new fathers. De Niro and El Pacino, those yeah. those, uh, those Italian stallions, I'll tell you. <laughs> Maybe that's it. We're yeah. sly these days. How do they get these young girlfriends? Well, well never well, mind. They, I think I know there's, <laughs> there's a lot of money know, involved yeah. there. That might, be a, that might be an answer. <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, All right. I don't think. Well, I don't think there's any uh, yeah. anybody uh, traipsing after us these days. No, so no. there you have it. Unless it's the long arm of the law, you just have no idea on that. But Bruce, Bruce look at Bruce Siski's here. Bruce is here. That means Hi. it's sports time. Hi, uh, Bruce. Twins and Tigers. Seven o'clock tonight. One o'clock tomorrow. One o'clock Sunday here on KDAL. Joe Ryan versus bullpen game tonight. Mm-hmm. Likely a minor league call-up for the Twins tomorrow. I believe they were thinking either Brett Hedrick or Simeon Woods-Richardson versus Joey Wentz. And then Louis Varland on Sunday versus another Detroit bullpen game. Where did Joey Wentz? We don't know. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Joey Wentz? He went where? Tigers beat the Twins last night in the opening game of the series 8-4. The Brewers will take on the Pirates. 7 o'clock tonight at American Family Field. Memo to all of our Brewer fan friends. Tonight's yep. game is only on Apple TV+. Plus. Oh, no. Oh, come, come on. Jesus. Oh, Dang it. That's, that's twice it. in a couple of weeks. They're gouging us all the time. Oh, now, I jumped into my MLB app 
two weeks ago when they're playing the Reds. Yeah. And it flashed me a free trial of Apple TV Plus for two months, so I've got it. I'm oh, let's go over to your free house. Free trial. Well, that's no, always cool. Not coming I'm not house. coming over. Okay. Problem with those free trials, I keep forgetting about them. I have a reminder my phone to cancel it. So, <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Julio Tehran versus Rich Hill, the pitching right. matchup. In game one tonight, Hill, the 43-year-old lefty pitch for the Twins a couple mm. of years ago, still going strong. All right. uh, tomorrow at 3, Wade Miley versus Mitch Keller. And then tomorrow, or Sunday, I should say, at 1, to wrap up the series, Freddie Peralta versus Luis Ortiz. Huskies at Eau Claire tonight at 6.30. They'll stay on the road through the weekend because it is Grandma's Marathon weekend. Mm-hmm. 5K tonight. Half and full marathons are tomorrow. A festival for kids, the Whippersnapper races at Bayfront Park, including a live performance from the Northwoods Circus later this afternoon. Pioneer Hall, home to the annual Essential Health Fitness Expo and Spaghetti Dinner, running all day today. Runner activist, mental health advocate, Allison Desir, will give a keynote address where she addresses the experience she and others have had with running that led to the writing of Running While Black. Widely seen as an expose of a supposedly egalitarian sport and a call to reimagine the industry. That starts at noon at Pellucci Hall. Allison signs copies of her book from 2 to 4. Two-time Olympian Kara Goucher will be on hand, part of a panel discussion wow. with other members of the Marathon Television Broadcast team. will sign copies of her book, The Longest Race, from 11 until 1. As far as running conditions, they look like they're going to uh, be okay. Really nice, yeah. Uh, well, smoke see. is not nearly as bad yep. as it could be. So Very little smoke, sunshine, east wind to mm-hmm. keep things a bit cool yep. for the runners right along the shore. Where's the Mighty Thomas shows, by the way? They're usually in town Aren't they in, now. Aren't they around the 4th? Yeah, I think they're around 4th of July. Yeah, oh, so we, we know, here's okay. the deal. <laughs> when you see them coming to town, yeah, it's gonna there will be rain. You got <laughs> there will be rain. I forgot about that. You <laughs> well, should get them in early on. We really could use some rain right now. We do need the rain. Bring in the Mighty Thomas shows early. The uh, Lynx start a three-game road trip in L.A. at 9. They'll be in Vegas on Sunday, back in L.A. on Tuesday. Packers edge rusher Rashawn Gary spoke to reporters this week for the first time since he tore the ACL on his right knee week oh. 9 against Detroit. Uh, Gary did not specify when he expects to make his return. He would only say that his rehab is going well, getting better every day. Good. And uh, they're hoping the Packers are to have Gary available for week 1, September 10th against the Bears in Chicago. State Baseball Championship, Esco versus Perham for double-A, 1 o'clock in St. Paul. State soccer on the girls' side in Wisconsin yesterday in Milwaukee Division Three semifinal. Edgewood knocked off Ashland at 5-1. Bruce Siski show at 10. What's going on today, Bruce? One more look at Grandma's Marathon. Kelly Hinseth, our old friend from the TV side, now working down in the cities and living oh. there, and she's back up this weekend to run. We'll talk about wow. all that and more with Kelly about 10-10. Very good. Thank you, Bruce. Coming up on 820, let's head to the phones real quick, see who we got on the phone. Hi, who's this? Hi, good morning. This is Jerry. I got a little grin for you this morning. Uh, Probably grin? could use one. Uh, maybe we could start laughing right now. <laughs> well, maybe you can. You were talking about young wives. I met a guy the other day, and I asked him how he's doing. He said, fine. And I said, but well, you and your daughter are having a good time. And he said, well, no, we're we're having a good time. But he said, it's not my daughter, it's my wife. And I said, well, gee, how old are you? And he said, 78. And how old is your wife? He says, 25. Wow, I said, how did in the world did you get such a young wife? He says, oh, I told her I was 99. <laughs> oh, brother. All right, nice. thank you. Pump, pump, pump. By the way, Robert De Niro is 79. What? Not, not quite yet. What? No, I had him as 80-something. Really? It says Didn't here it? he was 79. Oh, De Niro, okay, I'm thinking of the new guy. That yeah. Uh, uh, All right. So. Uh, Al Pacino. Pacino's so, older than De Niro, which is kind of a surprise. I now, think. Chelsea Handler. 
Yeah. Apparently, she's some media uh, critic or whatever. Oh, Chelsea Handler. Yeah. Chelsea Handler. Yeah, she's a comedian. A comedian. Okay. She criticized Al Pacino and Robert yeah. De Niro <laughs> and called them horny old men. <laughs> well, that's pretty obvious. And I, I'm looking at the woman that's, uh, yeah. that Pacino's hanging out with. She's got good looking. Uh, All right. I am trying to find De Niro's uh, oh, sidekick right. here, but I haven't been able to find well, him. he looks for that, we're going to take a break and be right back. Morning show here on KDAL. You got some Bob Seeger music. This is Fire Lake, which I thought was kind of appropriate. We got that fire going up in the boundaries in there. Lake, so, yeah. so, uh, so we've got these guys that are in their late seventies, yeah. early eighties, who are having children. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert De Niro, uh, and and uh, his uh, girlfriend. Now, yeah. neither one of them are married uh, okay. to these yeah. women, but uh, Tiffany Chen. Is her name okay? And uh, they have a little girl, and and uh, Gia is a uh, girl's first name, Gia Virginia. Hmm. And Tiffany has been in the uh, a movie. Remember, there was a movie that De Niro was in called The Intern. I saw that. That was in 2015. She All had right. a small role in. She is a martial arts professional. Wow! In fact, uh, she consulted on that movie because apparently there was a martial arts scene in it. She's the daughter of Kung Fu Grandmaster William C.C. Chen. She has an impressive resume from her time as a competitive athlete winning world titles and being inducted in the magazine uh, Inside Kung Fu's Hall of Fame in 2011. So she's in her well into her 30s. And she's uh, uh, got one heck of a career in profession. We don't know too much about Al Pacino's Uh, 29-year-old uh, girlfriend, but there you have it. Well, so. Robert De Niro better uh, mind his P's and Q's with her, apparently. she's. Well, I'll tell you, maybe she's maybe she's up, there to yeah. help protect him with the throngs oh, of too, multitudes right? of the fans out there. All right, we got a phone call we got to get to. Who do we have there, Tom? Tom. Tom, what's shaking over there in Wisconsin land? Well, I'll, I'll just comment on these old men having children. I, I think, you know, with Father's Day coming up, ah. There you go. Um, Forgot about that. Yeah, you know, I don't think that's a very responsible thing for an old man to do, Mm -hmm. just because you can. Because you won't be there to help guide and direct that child. 20 years from now, how old would he be? 100 and what? Uh, Well, (laughs) let's see. uh, Al Pacino will be 103. Uh, Robert De Niro will be 99. And probably still having kids. Well, you never know. You know, (laughs) Strom Thurmond, he was having kids well well into his 90s. but. But yeah, I, no, you're, I think well, you've got a point there. When right. you think about this, like I said, so will Al Pacino be there for his son's graduation? Obviously mm-hmm. not, unless he uh, lives 103. Right. But uh, uh, how many baseball games is he going to go to? You know, right. that sort of thing. So, Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay, so he's going to change uh, his diaper, and then he's going to change his own diaper. <laughs> Anyways, I'll leave that alone. Yeah. <laughs> Too late I, now. I, I you already went there. You, you hit a yeah. bad yeah. note, a vision note with us this uh, morning. <laughs> okay, well, but I have a question for you, Neil. <laughs> sure. Um, on Wednesday, Tim called up, and, uh, you know, my question is, is a serious question about uh, the whole issue of, you know, asking these current politicians with guys like Bernie Sanders coming out and saying they're Democrat socialists. Yep. You know, and this whole routine. Now, entered into the congressional record in 1963 was the communist mission. One of the uh, mission statements, and I don't remember what number it is, 
it is stated that they would either co-opt one or both political parties in the United States. And I think there are plenty of people in this uh, Democrat Party that do consider themselves socialists. And in my opinion, the difference between socialism and communism is not that great. Uh, maybe the difference might be uh, the socialists will use rubber bullets and the uh, communists will use real bullets. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I, I had this discussion with a, a friend of mine uh, after, after the interview on Wednesday. We were talking about the difference between socialism and communism and and uh, the uh, National Socialist Party, the Nazis. What's the difference between the National Socialist Party, which was the Nazi regime in Germany back uh, before World War II and during World War II, and communism? Yeah. Well, in uh, National Socialism, there was private ownership. In communism, there, uh, allegedly, there's no private ownership except for the oligarchs, and the state controls everything. It's what's interesting is supposedly they're once far on the right, once far on the left. But guess what happens as your arms come around behind your head, your fit, your your fingers come together as both parties merge as totalitarian, devastating states that control the population with an iron fist. How about that? Yes, exactly, Neil. And I'll add to the, that with this statement. You cannot drive a car in two different directions. So thank you much. Hey, Tom, thanks. Yeah, when, thanks when I, for the call. Tom, when I was in law enforcement, I ran into some people that tried to drive cars in two different directions, <laughs> and they were oh, okay. rolled over in the ditch or whatever, uh, okay. but it didn't work. You're no. right there, Tom. 829, we'll take a break. This is the KDAL Morning Show with Dave Strandberg and Neil Atkins. Hey, Cobra, don't you know you're going to shut up down? I took my Cobra down to the track, hitched to the back of my Cadillac. Everyone was there just waiting for me. There were plenty of stingrays and XK. Hey, little Cobra, shut him down. 835, the morning show here on KDAL. We got a phone call. Another we do. One Who's on morning. the horn? Uh, from Renshaw, right? Yes, sir. There you go. This is Dan. Hi, Dan. Dan, good morning to you. I haven't heard from you for a while. What's shaking? Well, you know, I'm kind of disappointed because I thought Tom was going to talk about you being a softball player with uh, Mayor, but uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he brought it up on another show. Um, you know, I, I'd like to talk about socialism. And, you know, remember the ringneck uh, or no, ring bell uh, seagulls? At one point, they decided they were endangered, and so they put protection on them. I think it still is. And so in the city of Duluth, uh, all the tourists were there, and they were feeding the seagulls. Yep. And pretty soon they were landing on people's food down in Canal Park. and they were Small children small children disappeared in flocks of, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. of uh, the, the seagulls. Huh? <laughs> there, somebody did a cartoon on that for the Duluth News Tribune. You know, do you remember that? Yeah, well, anyway, what happens, Neil, with socialism, you could see it's the same thing with humans. They they decide no more feeding the birds, no more feeding seagulls in Duluth. It's illegal. So then what happens is every morning I look in the sky and I see hundreds and hundreds of seagulls coming to the suburbs of Renshaw uh-oh, to uh-oh. eat, <laughs> eat poop, poop out of the fields, and then they... At night, they go back to the city. And that's what happens is when you give a group of uh, spirits free stuff, 
they become dependent on it, and yep. then you control them, and then they go and when you cut them off, then they look for somewhere else to get free stuff. Yep. Because three or four generations have always been dependent on free stuff, and then uh, if you if you take it away, they're you know they're going to start to steal and rob and you know like down in the cities they're stealing cars like you wouldn't believe down there. Yep. Uh, whatever they can do to get cash to get drugs or whatever. And and we uh, you know we try to we try to curb. You know, speak of drugs, you know there's been a war on drugs for what fifty years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. No, it certainly is not. Yeah. It never gets resolved, does it? No. And you you certainly had worked and as a career in uh, dealing with uh, people that had transgressed <coughs> and counseling and all that and. You know, I guess yeah. nobody's got an answer here. You know, Dan, that, this is the problem. We had the mayor on. Uh, she's got no answers to any of this stuff. I asked her about crime and stuff in the downtown area, and she talked about this and that, and crime's down all over Duluth, right? That's what that's what yeah. the statistics say. But you can only see what happens downtown and talk to people that have been accosted. And uh, There's the, answers. All you need is policemen in every well, block, you, but the problem is we don't have any. A cop on every corner, afford, right. but... Uh, in the middle of or the block. Or a social worker. Or a social worker. <laughs> social right. worker on every corner. Yeah. There you go. So if you have a police officer on every corner, what happens when the crime happens in the middle of the block? There's no cop there, okay? <laughs> At least they're close by. This is what we always yeah. talked about. And uh, so the behavior is a behavior, and the people that are misbehaving, you need to deal with the people that are misbehaving. And she agreed. Yeah. Uh, there's 35 to 50 people that are the repeat people that they need to deal with. And... You got to break. The system is uh, seems to be so broken; it's unbelievable. From the court system on down, and the cops are frustrated. They arrest people and then they let them out. They arrest them, they let them out until somebody really does something really bad, and uh, it just it's just this awful circle. And uh, you know, they talk about even we had the candidate uh, this week that's running for the city council. Uh, she talked about uh, mental health counseling and mental health issues. Well, there's no facilities. Everybody talks about that. We have, what, $17 billion surplus with the state of Minnesota. So where's the mental health programs? Where's the mental health facilities to uh, 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 house people that are having uh, mental health or addictive problems? I don't see them. Do you? County jail. That's Uh, what it is. It's the county jail, and they can't afford it. But, Neil, you know, it's always about one word, and it's called root cause. And you've got to identify the root cause of the behavior or the mental health issue or the drug addiction. And then until you start addressing the root cause, and the root cause a lot of times is uh, one single-parent families and, and uh, just that kind of stuff. Sure. You've got, you got to get them when they're young. Yeah. yeah. I hear you on Thank that. You. Thanks hey, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for the call, 840. And, and just, uh, yeah. I know we're going to go for it, but what, what Dan said there, you've got to get them when they're young. When you've oh, had yeah. the city of Duluth, and other communities basically uh, bypass recreation programs for kids. I mean, mm-hmm. they, there are some in Duluth, but they, right. there's constant complaining that there's not enough. Hmm. And you see community centers and community clubs being shut down. And, uh, you know, the youth uh, is where it is. And like uh, Dan says, get them while they're young so they don't turn out to be the bad eggs. All right, 841, it's the morning show here on KDAL. We'll be back. As a Johnny Cash fan, thought you'd enjoy this one. 
Woo-hoo. Look yonder coming. Coming down that railroad track. Coming down that railroad track. Hey, look yonder. They're coming. Coming down, down that, that railroad track. It's the Orange Blossom Special. There you go. And Johnny Cash is coming back. There you go. All right, we got Stan on the phone. Stan, my man, what's shaking? Good morning. It's a beautiful day in paradise here. (laughs) Right up the shore there. All right. Geese are out in the lake having fun. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say that uh, when your mayor was on, the word that came to my mind was obfuscation. That's what she spoke. That's all she speaks. Oh, you could take and solve a, big, a portion of the problem with the old work farm that used to be up the road a piece. Uh, well, they still have it up here, the North, uh, East, North East Correctional Facility. It's not called the work farm anymore, but they're still there. Well, I remember they used to have cows there, and they had animals to take care of and feed and milk and stuff like that. Mm. It took a couple of times, but then the fellows that I knew of, they only didn't go back there again. They, they kind of stayed out of trouble or left. And that's how that worked. But it's, it's uh, see, crime is big money for the city. They get more money out of having criminals and people breaking the law. And they're not going to kill the golden goose with their crime in the city there because it makes more money for them through welfare and, and uh, government grants and taking over hotels to give to people who don't have homes and stuff like that. And I always said the best way to solve the housing problem is to have good jobs from a good several industries in town, but Duluth doesn't want that. Well, hopefully uh, we'll see something coming down the road. The, she does, the mayor does have an opponent, uh, former state legislator and city councilor Roger Reinert, and uh, haven't seen much of a campaign yet from him. I know it's early, but the early bird catches the worm, and that's the deal. When you, you're getting running against an incumbent, you gotta, you gotta be rocking and rolling, and she's already building her campaign. And uh, oh. uh, I don't know where Reinhardt's at yet. There's uh, three other people running in that race. There'll be a primary, so you'll mm-hmm. pretty much see where the action is. But those They're all are Democrats, the... so I don't know what you can expect, really. Well, she's got the endorsement, and he doesn't. He's he claims he doesn't want endorsements or endorsements by the political party. Yeah, you have a beautiful Father's Day, you guys. Hey, thanks, hey, there, thanks for the Hey, call. good to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I haven't heard that much about Reiner's campaign at all. Other than I, I he was on it. yesterday with uh, Kenny. Was he? Yeah. Oh, he was. He came on board. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, did they, did they have listen, a nice, but did they have a nice little chat? I would imagine he did. Oh, we'll have to I debrief don't. Kenny later. <laughs> there on, you so. go. Two decades later, the mystery of a museum heist has finally been solved. Federal prosecutors in Pennsylvania announcing yesterday that nine people have been hit with charges involving a multi-state burglary ring that targeted museums. The band of thieves accused of stealing priceless paintings by artists like Andy Warhol and Jackson Pollock, as well as artifacts and pricey sports memorabilia. Authorities say most of the items are still missing, but now at least they got the guys in custody. Interesting. So there you go. Say, do you remember back in 2020 at the height of the plague, yeah. I call it the plague. People want to call it the pandemic or whatever, the mm. coronavirus. Remember those metal monoliths that started popping up around the world, kind of going back to 2001, A Space Odyssey. There was mm. these monoliths, and there was some in the desert out west. There was one in Turkey that popped up, and they started popping up all over the really? uh, different places around the world. 
And uh, I just happened to um, have a science feed here, and they're saying, what actually was going on with all those monoliths and what happened to them? And uh, apparently some people had some real fun because they went and examined some of these, and they did see some um, uh, bolt uh, evidence and mm-hmm. screws and stuff like that because uh, a part, uh, during the movie, the 2001 A Space Odyssey, these monoliths were from... The supreme being, basically. Oh, I see. Okay. These were not, obviously. Obviously, some people were tinkering <laughs> with our yeah. minds here. I, I think Rick Jordan has something to say here. He's really? I coming read... off the lake with his fishing pole back uh. there. Oh, did you see that? I almost <laughs> hooked you with that daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember those stories. I knew it was hooey right away. Well, I, yeah. I mean... But if you want to believe in something, go ahead. Well, it created yeah. a stir, and people it had sure fun did. with it. It yeah. did, and... Uh, and whoever was and people around the world were doing it, so they, you know, there were the copycats, and and it. Uh, well, you didn't know if you should worship it, or tear <laughs> it down, or recycle it, or there be worried go. that yeah. uh, ET's coming back to get us. You, you know? ever seen an no. extraterrestrial f- what? Unidentified foreign objects. They try to rename those all the time. Okay. There's a big government stir now, and there's people in Congress talking about it. And in fact, the Navy has uh, footage that they released of some objects over the ocean that the uh, fighter jets were were filming. And they still don't know whose they are. And now apparently there's a whistleblower out there claiming that worked on one of the projects that the U.S. government has several... Vehicles that were not made on this planet. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, no. Wait a minute. I'm talking. Hey, to there two- are a couple of people in Las Vegas that actually saw aliens in their backyard. We talked about that, I think, last time. Yeah. Well, there's signs down in uh, uh, San eight Diego. to ten foot uh, intruders in their Ooh. backyard, non-human creatures. Called police. Police set up some cameras, see if they could get pictures of the intruders next time they came, but so far nothing. nothing. Too much alcohol. Yeah. Nothing going on. <laughs> hey, you two are military. I'm yeah. 4F, so I wasn't. Used in. to was, yeah. Okay. Navy? Yep. Uh, Air Force? Yes. Yep. What did they tell you in the military about extraterrestrials? Did they ever talk about it? Dave, nah, Air not Force? Not that I'm aware of, no. Uh, most of the pilots that I knew, if no. they saw anything, they kept their mouth shut at the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because if they if they said anything, yeah. uh, you could be uh, in the worst spot. Probably stationed well, in Thule, Greenland, hey, for the rest of your career. Well, my that brother and people was. would just, you know... Uh, laugh you off. Laugh you. My brother was a pilot, C-130s. Oh. They didn't get up that high, but they were... Well, they had 30,000 feet. Okay. Yeah. Um, I asked him if he ever saw a UFO. He says... No, but the look on his face. Oh, I said, "Come on, something." He said, "Well, I'm I'll the tell flying you, junk." He said, yeah. "That's about it." Gary, that used to call into the show yeah. uh, when we were over on WDSM, and uh, Gary has passed away, but uh, he was a '61 graduate of Netfeld. And uh, anyway, Gary flew during the Cold War over in uh, in Europe with our military bases there, and he was uh, a navigator or whatever his role was, and uh, in in aircraft. That's your he, favorite guy when you're flying. Yeah, yeah, the guy that can get you from point A to point B and make sure you don't hit a wall or a mountain. Or okay? run out of gas. Yeah, run out of gas. Anyway, he said they were off patrolling, and he said all of a sudden here's something that came up and flew up and paced them, and he said they had no idea what it was, and then it took off at speeds. And his suspicion was that we have 
some unbelievably sophisticated uh, aircraft that we test out constantly, and he was suspicious that it was actually our stuff and not of off-world. And I, I know we, we all would like to believe in, in uh, aliens and E.T. and all that jazz, but until you finally have the mothership coming down and saying, take me to your leader, uh, it's not going to happen. Thank you for that music. It's a little eerie well, there. Well, Dave. I thought we are talking UFOs. Yes, I was going to get into the spirit of it. I know it. I know. What was that one TV show that they Twilight had? Zone, maybe? No, there was Twilight Zone. There's the other the one. The Outer more. Limits. Outer Limits. There's a more recent one with uh, Sully and... Uh, oh, X-Files. Oh, X-Files. Yeah, yeah. X-Files. They were always yeah. one. That was always <laughs> FBI intrigue. And, they and the guy that was pretty. the smoking guy, the, the smoking guy all the time. That uh, pretty believable on that mm-hmm. show. It was. I, I'm not ready to believe. I'd kind of like to think that there's something more I've seen I've seen a few weird there. things out there, but uh, uh, not on Superior Street, but but in the in the sky from time to time. Oh, I've I'll seen never, some on First Street too. Back when I was uh, back when I was in like uh, ninth tenth grade, um, my mom and I we'd moved out, read on the cabin out the lake, and it was year round, and all these UFO stories were around. Mm-hmm. And we're driving up on uh, the old road, and in the sky there was this huge bright light hovering. And my mom goes, oh, my gosh, look at that. And I go, well, as she slows down and stops, I said, let me get out and look. She said, don't get out of the car. <laughs> and I, we rolled down the windows, and all of a sudden we heard the whir of the helicopter blades uh, as it came giveaway. by. And yeah. that's when the, we had the Air Force Base up here, too. So, uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of Air Force Base, you know, back in the early 60s, 50s, that was loaded with nukes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that public knowledge? It is now. In fact, um, uh, the former... Colonel uh, K. Pardon me? Colonel Klosowski. Klosowski. Oh, yeah. He's uh, been yeah, talking he, about that quite often. He's yeah. general now. I'm a retired general. Yeah, in retired. fact, he's been at a couple of our events with the Historical He's good. Society, he's a good speaker. Yeah. And he did uh, recently, uh, last last year, he did one for out at the American Legion in West yeah. Duluth. And, and showed all the pictures. Yeah. We should all be thankful the Cold War stayed cold because we would have been uh, one of the targets. He said they had 48, point. He mm-hmm. said they had 48 uh, tactical nuclear warheads up at the yeah. air base in Duluth here in uh, little uh, bunker-type uh, mm-hmm. uh, deals up at French River where they had the Bullmark base up yeah. there. They had yeah. tactical nuclear weapons yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the Cuban Missile Crisis happened, he had pictures that he showed us of uh, medium-range bombers lined up on the uh, tarmac at the Duluth Air Base loaded with nuclear weapons ready to roll, for, ready to, roll to Cuba. <laughs> Wouldn't now, there be a closer staging point? Well, they had them all over the place. All wow. over the okay, yeah. 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 Omaha go. was yeah. big, yeah. yeah. Okay, and everything got, was on high alert. Yeah. We got a new break here at 8.54 already at KDAL. Your forecast for your day on this Friday, we're looking at partly to mostly sunny skies overhead. Temperatures a little bit warmer today, back into the 70s. A lake breeze will keep us a tad cooler by Lake Superior. Temperatures tonight fall back into the 40s and 50s. And for our day on Saturday, with partly to mostly sunny skies overhead. And the opportunity for a few scattered showers generally to the west of the Twin Ports. Temperatures tomorrow climb back into the 70s, again a hair cooler by Lake Superior. We have Northern News Now. I'm Peter Kafkowskis for 610 AM at F103.9 KDAL. Looking ahead to Sunday. Sunday, uh, mostly sunny sky, but there is a chance of showers and thunderstorms on Sunday. Highs in the upper 70s. We could certainly use the rain. Chance of rain at 50% Sunday, which is the highest 
Chances have been for quite a while. Uh, then on Monday, Juneteenth, mostly clear with highs in the low 80s to start out the week. Next Any week. Uh, big celebrations going on on, on Monday, Juneteenth? Here I'm guessing come? there would be. I, a lot of stuff shut down. Yeah. Uh, banks are mm-hmm. shut down. Government shut down. Stock market's actually shut down. Also. Wow. And uh, well, but I'll I'll be here with you, Dave. I'll, I'll come here down too, here yeah. just uh, mm-hmm. just to be here. If it's supposed to be nice and warm, I might yeah. even drive the motorcycle down. We so. we're we supposed to have a a report on a UFO sighting coming up. Yeah, I hope Monday he calls too. in. Somebody on, from Cloquet on said he had an experience yep. in jolly old England. Oh. Well, so, there's so. strange stuff out there in the yeah. skies. But you know, as, as my friend Gary, I uh, was talking about when he was flying the Cold War flights over in mm-hmm. Europe, seeing strange things. But I, I knew a couple of people that had worked on the SR-71s, which is the Blackbird, the super spy plane that's been retired now. Yeah. And that one, uh, it was the speed of that, mm-hmm. there was no missile that could shoot it down. Remember the U-2s back yeah. during the Cold War when we were shot down? Right. The SR-71 was an answer to that. I see. And it was a big black uh, plane. Yeah. In fact... Tougher to see. Well, and, and the plane, every fiber on it was held fuel. So literally when the plane sat on the tarmac, it yeah. would leak fuel. When it took off, it would seal up and go. Wow. And I asked one of the guys who had worked on these things all over the world. He traveled the various bases. How fast does it go? Mm-hmm. I said, I said, does it go 2,000 miles an hour? He goes, he looked at me and he says, it's classified and well, then some. Go. Yeah. Okay. So if he told you, he'd have to kill Well, he said, uh, classified, yeah. but 2,000 miles an hour, and then some, okay? <laughs> All right. Yeah, there you go. We got to go. Uh, Wall Street opening with stocks higher, by the way, to end the week today, so we'll leave you with some little good news here this morning. I love it. All love right. It. See you Monday. Uh, meanwhile, good luck to all the runners. Uh, running down a dream. Tom Petty to wrap the show up here on tomorrow. Oh, yeah, and happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, too, on Sunday.